Welcome to the Rise Inside podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and powered by Rise Robotics. Listen as host Justin talks to experts from the Rise team about topics relating to mechanical engineering, industrial design, commercialization, and innovation. True collaborations work when ideas are integrated at inception to solve significant problems. Rise Inside brings together how the team continues to work with great folks to commercialize ideas. You're listening to the Rise Inside Podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starberg. Welcome back to the Rise Inside Podcast. Today, my guest is Emily Heigloff, the senior uh, mechanical engineer for Rise. She gets to join me on the Inside Rise series to get to know the team around us. Emily, thanks for joining me today. No problem. This is pretty exciting. I'm happy to have you. Can't wait to learn more about you, your role, and you know what keeps you going here at Rise. Are you ready? Sure, let's do this. <laughs> All right, great. Well, Emily, you know, um, Rise it means different things to to everybody. Of course, we all have one grand uh, vision that we're following. But you know, what what is Rise uh, to you? Uh, to me, Rise is. Uh, kind of about the people. It's a company full of ambitious and very intelligent individuals who are all working together towards uh, a singular goal, which is basically, you know, um, kind of disrupting an industry to try to get the um, new linear technology that is our core technology in the industry to help make machines more efficient. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It certainly gets everybody up and out of bed every day. There's no doubt about it. You play a pretty special part in all this as the senior mechanical engineer here at RISE. Tell me a little bit about, you know, your role and and what you do each day. Yeah, so I've done a lot of things, different things since I started at RISE. Um, uh, Currently, I am an engineer working closely with the business development department. So some of the things I do in the day is what we call our feasibility studies, which basically whenever we have a new opportunity come in, um, they go to me or one of our other engineers who works closely with business development to get all the information about the application that they want to potentially put RISE technology into and see how feasible uh, it is. So it's really cool to see all the different um, different applications that could possibly be used by this technology. It's really endless. I mean, th- this is a, um, a really important week for, for Rise. Of course, when we uh, release this show, so you and I are talking in early December, we will have uh, had our first you know, uh, projects live in the field uh, for for real use case with our partnership with Anthony Liftgates. But you get to see things from a different perspective well before any of our potential customers do. What kind of testing do you do in those feasibility studies? Like, what what does that mean? You know, um, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, so a couple of the things that we look at uh, closely are the load that the application needs to handle, how long the stroke is um, that will need to move uh, whatever object it is, and the speed. Um, Those are three of the main things that we look at. Um, And things where we have a high load, a long stroke, things like that are really good applications for uh, RISE technology. After we look at that, it's kind of a puzzle game 
Um, a lot of these applications currently have hydraulic cylinders in it, and it's just kind of seeing how we can fit a rise cylinder um, to do the same job that a hydraulic cylinder is currently doing, which can be pretty straightforward depending on the space claim and can be pretty not straightforward depending on the space claim and how everything is set up. So it can be uh, very interesting seeing just the different ways that we can accomplish the same thing using different technology. Why is that so important? I mean, I know at this point, you know, we're we're dozens of episodes in and, you know, anybody that's listened to them all knows all about how amazing Rise Up is. But what does that mean, actually, when you're trying to uh, take that same space and, you know, apply Rise's technology to it? And then also, like, you know, what are the potential you know, ramifications of actually being able to, to solve for that? What, what would that mean for a company if we could be a partner? Uh, so one of the benefits of RISE technology is the better efficiency um, over hydraulic cylinders and hydraulic systems. You get a lot of losses um, with the fluid going through all of the hoses and pipes. And even in the cylinders, there's a lot of losses that takes uh, the efficiency down quite a bit. And I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but the rise efficiency of the entire system is much higher, which means that you can either go longer on the same battery life or use smaller batteries. Smaller batteries means the machine can be lighter, which is usually always good. Um, Another thing that's a little bit different with rise technology is if you look at um, like if you look at the cylinder that we're currently uh, using in the Anthony lift gates, what you see there is equivalent to the hydraulic cylinder, the hydraulic pump, and the hydraulic tank. So we're in a hydraulic system. All of those are usually like kind of throughout the entire machine with hoses going to and from it. And in that application, it's all just right there. So kind of a overall usually like a smaller space plane and less weight when you take out all those extra hoses and stuff. That's really exciting. You know, not just to, to hear about the cool projects that you're working on, but also like how that would benefit a company. What led you to rise or what were you doing before you joined the rise team and took on this role? Um, so directly before I joined the rise team, I, um, I had not been working for about a year. I graduated from Rose Holman Institute of Technology in Terre Haute, Indiana in 2015. And right after college, I joined Caterpillar and I worked at Caterpillar for four years. However, during that time, my husband and I um, were in a long distance relationship. I was in Arizona and he was in Dayton, Ohio. And so I left Caterpillar in 2019 and fall of 2019 so we could finally move together. Um, His job took us to Boston. And then of course in 2020, um, uh, all of the shutdowns and stuff because of COVID hit, which delayed our move to Boston and also delayed my job hunt. So while I was planning on not working for, you know, a little bit of time, that time ended up stretching out based on our move schedule. Um, So, yeah, so I, I joined Rise after having not worked for a while, which was a little nerve wracking to me, partially because I felt like I was kind of out of it for a while since I hadn't been working. 
And everyone at Rise is very smart and like very on top of things. So it was, it was a little bit nervous for me to try to just start jumping in running as I, as I was, Sorry, that when you got here, it was a sprint. It wasn't a, hey, we'll slowly ease, ease into this. It is like, hey, we're doing stuff. Let's yeah, go. let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. As you were looking, you know, for a role uh, and I mean, I've got to imagine that was nerve wracking too. like, you know, going through a, a, a life change, you know, not finding something, the world shutting down, but, uh, you know, also must have presented itself with some, some unique opportunities too, because anybody that was still moving forward had to have been similar to rise in terms of having an entrepreneurial spirit and saying, Hey, let's do stuff. What, what, um, what about the mission, you know, made you feel like this would be a good fit for you? I'm going to have to go back to the people. Um, one of the reasons that I applied for Rise Robotics over some other companies is I had worked for CAT for a very long time, very long being four years. I guess that's not technically very long. It felt very long. Well, when um, you're, you're Ken Gray or, you know, uh, Doug or Pedersen or, or Walt, of course, you know, <laughs> four years. Yeah, four years, not very long. But, uh, yeah. but CAT was a very big company with like a lot of people. And so when I started looking for jobs in the Boston area, um, I had initially started looking at, you know, similar sized companies because it was what I knew. And then um, my husband goes, well, why don't you look at startups too? That could be an interesting, uh, interesting thing to at least look at. It's like, sure. So that is part of why I applied to Rise is because I was looking and seeing if I could find a smaller company. Um, one couple of the things that, um, that I saw as pros for that is since it's smaller, I could have more of an impact, um, on pretty much anything in the company. Um, a lot of times in smaller companies, you have to, you know, put on, it's going to sound like a really overused phrase, but you wear many hats. So I could do a lot of more different things at Caterpillar. I was light fabs design engineer. So I did light fabs design engineering day in and day out. But here at Rise, I've been able to have more personal growth and career growth because I've been able to do many different things. Like I never thought a year ago when I started that I would end up being an engineer in the business development team, but here I am and it's great. It's fun. So that is pretty neat. What, so you, you did get an opportunity, you know, live in a couple of different places, take some time off, even if it was, uh, you know, forced um but in the meantime you must have uh, picked up some neat, neat new hobbies or or um you know you you go home and you, you've got to refill that creativity you know bank uh for yourself how, how do you, you do that do you and your husband like have some things that you guys like to go out and do um well i golf and my husband disc golfs which is um it creates a little bit of a controversy in our household, a fun controversy, a fun controversy. Neither are yeah. that often. <laughs> uh, because he sometimes likes to tease me and call golfing ball golf, which it's not, it's, it's golf. It's the one true golf and disc golf is disc golf, but, but we both enjoy do, doing that. I golf more often and he disc golfs more often. I'm not very good at disc golfing, but I'll go and walk along with him sometimes when he goes play and plays disc golf. So does he lose as many discs as you do balls? No, he does not. 
So it's not quite as expensive then either, I suppose. No, probably not. <laughs> Greens fees are also relatively smaller. For yeah. This goal. Yeah. How uh, how often do you get out to in the summer? I mean, when you're in Arizona, it must have been awesome. You could go all year round, but I know mm-hmm. in Boston, um, there are some great clubs, uh, great courses rather. Um, you know, where, how often did you get out this summer? Yeah, so this summer is actually the most I've played in a long time. Um, we actually started a Rise Golf League this year, which is less of a golf league and more like every Wednesday, we decided we were going to go in the morning and go play nine holes somewhere, which was great. Um, in the morning, man, I, I'm more of an afternoon golfer, so I don't have any responsibilities when, I, when I'm done. I liked the morning. A lot of our um, first meetings in the morning here are like at in the 930 to 10 o'clock range, depending on which team you're on. Um, and going in the morning meant that we could get up really early in the morning, which is not for some people, I know, but we could be back in time for the first morning meeting. That's great. Um, what, uh, what course did you guys play? Did you play the same one often or did you uh, uh, get out and try new places? We did start by saying that we were going to get out and try new places, but we ended up really liking um, Mount Hood up in Melrose. So we actually did end up playing Mount Hood most of the time. It's a very nice course. Yeah, that's awesome. It's also a great, great way to, you know, get to know the rest of the, the, you know, get other members of the team out there. Um, You know, when you do a golf league, it's always uh, a whole lot more laid back uh, most times than not. You could play different. uh, Did you have a a type of game that you play like a scramble or best ball? Uh, We typically just played our own balls. Oh, that would be fun. I, we didn't really have enough people to do a full on scramble. So it was kind of just four or five of us who would sometimes all, but not all sometimes be there. Yep. You know, sometimes it was just two of us. So great opportunity to get out and exercise and enjoy the new England summer too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. I, you know, as you got to know some of your, your, um, you know, other members of the team and, learned from their experience, uh, you know, how has that strengthened, uh, you know, your role inside the lab here at RISE? One of the biggest things that I'm a lot more confident now that I wasn't, I I had done it before, but I wasn't as confident in it uh, before I came to RISE was a lot of the hands-on work in the lab, like going into the machine shop and just making a quick part um, especially the machine shop, going in the machine shop and making a quick part at, um, at my previous position at Caterpillar, there was a lot of people and most of the things that we needed to have made got made for us. So a lot of times it was just me modeling the part in CAD, making the drawing, making sure the drawing is great, and then sending it off to someone else and say, make it, let me know if there's an issue. Um, so it was very, it was a very good experience that I was able to learn from my teammates, um, how to best do it myself, go into the machine shop, turn on the lathe and make that turned part instead of just telling someone else, this is the drawing, please make it. Right. And well, now you're starting to see, you mentioned earlier that in a smaller company, not only are you wearing many hats, but you know, you get to have an impact on several roles within the business. Your role is so special and unique where, you know, you're, you're literally seeing the engineering come through to business development and commercialization 
what does that felt like when, you know, you, not saying you made all, you made a part and then now you see it all the way through to the end, but you know, what kind of satisfaction is that giving you at the end of the day, especially as this, you know, partnership with Anthony starts to get going and, and you're evaluating so many potential opportunities uh, for partnerships that, you know, could really shake up an industry. It's exciting. There's, there's a lot of things going through, um, going through our inbox, if you will, uh, to evaluate. And there's just so many opportunities. It's hard to pick which one to do next. Oh, that's, I mean, actually, that's great. I mean, to see things come together and that creates camaraderie, it creates Mm -hmm. uh, excitement. Everyone's pulling in the same direction. Um, You're, you're seeing things from different perspectives and actually able to make actionable decisions uh, to see that, you know, project come to commercialization. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you look forward you know, what areas of opportunity do you see uh, for Rise, you know, if you could look into your crystal ball there? Yeah, so talking about, uh, again, when we look at feasibility studies, we look at uh, opportunities with um, lifting with high force, long stroke, that sort of thing. So those are the type of opportunities that I really like to see come across our inbox. Um, especially in opportunities where we can take that cylinder and make it so we can use our regeneration to full effect. So like for the Anthony lift gate, you, it's, you raise the cylinder with the cylinder power, but when you lower it, it regenerates uh, energy, which also helps prolong the battery life. So any opportunity where we can really leverage that as well, um, will really, um, will be a really good opportunity for us. That's great. Well, it, you know, I'm really thankful to have had you on today to, to talk through what you're looking forward to, you know, how, uh, how, you, you know, your, your sentiments about, you know, being involved with everything and, and hearing more about, you know, what kind of passions you have outside of work. This has been great, Emily. Thank you so much for, for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Well, I'd hope we get to do this again um, soon and then, you know, hear uh, about, you know, how your game is improved, you know, next summer. Hopefully we'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. Well, you've been listening to the latest episode of the Rise Inside podcast as we've continued our series on Inside Rise with Emily uh, Heigloft, the senior mechanical engineer for Rise. Until next time. You've been listening to the Rise Inside podcast, presented by Rise Robotics. On behalf of our guest today and host Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our LinkedIn page 